From now until March 31st, 2017, we're offering 10% off any eligible product on DuramaxTuner.com's website. All you have to do is mention podcast. To repeat, now through March 31st, 2017, you could get 10% off any eligible product on DuramaxTuner.com's website just by mentioning podcast at checkout. For more information, call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920 or go to the website DuramaxTuner.com. The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. P0087 and 1093 with Phil Grandinetti. What'd you think, Danny? It was good. It was good. You know, I like to hear your personal experience with that. Yeah. Sounded expensive, Paul. Yeah, the the Kodiak was a fun truck. Little little impractical for drive-thrus and whatnot, but uh I thought it was really interesting. Phil gave us some really awesome insight into some of the advanced troubleshooting of what the shops do, as opposed to my general, you know, evaluation for people on the phone. It's like, well, it's low pressure side, figure it out. He actually went through and gave some really good insight to that. Uh, we're starting up the UCC interviews. How much fun is that with Nick, huh? Oh, I'm excited. We started that one because we wanted to kind of frame it out, so they're all kind of consistent. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do a real similar interview for each one of the UCC competitors, or at least all of the ones that are willing to participate. Uh, we're really excited for those as we've started to reach out and put the feelers out there and start to get in contact with people. If you are a UCC competitor and you'd like to be first on the list and get on the show nice and early, please shoot Danny or I an email. Uh, Paul at Duramax Tuner, Danny at Duramax Tuner, pretty simple stuff. Uh, we will keep those episodes pretty short for our listeners, so about 20, 25 minutes is our goal. We want to try to get as many of them in, in between episodes as we can. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Some little bonus feature for you guys. Uh, Dynamite Diesel Performance with Man. Larry Reed. How much fun. Yeah, he came through with some information. <laughs> we had a, a, a guest not able to make it on a specific day. We were in a really tight jam. Larry helped us out in a huge way, came through with no prep, and just nailed it. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode yeah. yet, make sure you do. Talked about how he started his business and just kind of boomed from there. That was a great story. Absolutely. On the podcast front, we are uh, getting ready to interview, and our future episode is going to be with the 4x4 podcast. If you guys haven't listened to it, uh, they're a, a great time. It's a two to three guys depending on the episode they're they're really just a blast and that episode is going to be coming at you next week uh for today though really excited danny we had talked about budget builds and we've been talking about big horsepower cummins on stock bottom ends and recently in the industry we had tyler kitt make a big splash how's it going today tyler i'm good man how you guys doing today i'm doing great i'm doing great thank you so much for joining us well we're here the packers yeah, are playing me. the bears right now and uh you know i'm just rooting for the packers today yeah. while we're so much Packers gear on. Is it embarrassing to like walk out the door with all of that Packers gear on? Or mm, I was born this way, man. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Well, you know, it's worth missing it because we're we're here to talk to Tyler about his comments. Uh, Tyler, we'd like to get everybody started on the show with you telling us about how you got your start in diesel performance. Oh man! Well, basically, I uh, I started. Basically, build an 04 and a half Dodge, man, an 06, I think, and just kind of playing with it there while I was living in Alaska, mechanic. Um, and I'll kind of spend about six weeks up there working straight to really start throwing a ton of money at it. You know, I had the old bully dog, triple dog back in the day, like probably most of us did. Um, came home and I saw this little two wheel drive truck on the side of the road and uh, for 3200 bucks. 
And I was like, well, I can either dump all this money I have into the old four and a half dogs I have now or start building the race truck. So <laughs> I basically decided to start building the race truck about uh, <laughs> six years ago. And so kind of started there. That's awesome, man. So what was the truck you picked up for 3200 bucks? I missed that. So yeah, it's just, it was just a 94 Dodge Ram, uh, 2500 regular cab long box. It was actually a Laramie edition. <laughs> I'm uh, the second owner of it still. Had all the paperwork, still has the window sticker. It's kind of funny, the little deal had about 150,000 miles on it. So it was, a, it was a pretty big score. And that was a rush free Utah truck? Uh, it was actually in Idaho when I was living up there. So it was uh, uh, northern Idaho, Moscow, Idaho area. So A lot of guys would love to have that. That's a steal any time, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great deal. That'd be a great deal today, even with it being that old. Awesome. Okay, so so you got it. And what got you into the, the whole racing bit? Had you already been doing some racing, or how were you introduced uh, to that? Yeah, I was, I was racing my 04 and a half. It was actually a, a four-door short box Dodge, six feet on 37s, and... Not much of a racer. It was making right around 680 horsepower, and uh, I kind of got hooked up with the guys at Diesel Power Products for a little bit, and they were helping me out with some parts and getting that built, and I would just take it to the local track in Spokane and uh, basically tried racing it, and it's it's pretty tough with a manual. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I ended up, the best thing I did, I think, was like a 13.8 at 104 with it. On uh, 37s? Old, smarty tuning and stuff, and a single uh, turbo, but... just I wanted to go faster, and an automatic was obviously the best way to go for that. That's kind of how the the twenty four the uh, ninety four Dodge kind of came about. Two wheel drive that presents its own set of challenges. There, how did you get started in a two wheel drive? Well, it was you know it was kind of weight. You know, it, was, uh, it weighs a whole lot less than a four wheel drive, so I have an advantage there. Um, and then not a lot of people were doing it, you know, so it's kind of just something a little bit different. I wanted to try too with slicks and, and everything else. So. Well, yeah, maybe we can go back. I'm sorry, Tyler. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of this industry, but I honestly didn't hear much about what was going on with you. What was the splash that, what happened that, you know, caused you to have all, all these people paying attention to oh, you? Oh, you want them to fast forward to the to the end? I want to know why we're talking <laughs> to Tyler Kipp today. <laughs> uh, well, I recently just went uh, 976 or 137 in the truck um, and on a single turbo. So it's... I. I've been trying to shoot for, you know, well, it started out shooting for 11s and then 10s and then now 9s. And this whole entire year, I was I was fighting for 9s pretty hard and it was like 10.01 and 10.03. And so the 976 pass, I have a, a custom-built S488 SXE charger uh, that Industrial Injection put together for me. Um, and it's just a giant single. So it's got the big 9688 turbine wheel. Um and it has a, a 110 T4 housing. So need a little bit of nitrous to get it spooled. Um, but David Ultimate Transmission got me set up with a really nice uh, 2800 stall converter that helped really well. So it uh, it all came together. And that was actually its first pass with that setup as well. So Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Hell yeah. That's a hell of a charger. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have experience with that same charger um, in-house. Yeah, that that's real similar. Yeah. Uh, I think his is custom built by by industrial, sure. but real similar to what we have for our top charger on the uh, Duraburb twin kit. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a yeah. SXE. It's an S. I think that's an S four eighty eight. Yeah, I'm S4 not sure. I, I know it's an S four eighty. I'm not sure what build. Eighty eight. Uh, yeah. And uh, man, you said you're running just a big single. Holy cow! 
talk about yeah, some power. Yeah, a lot of nitro. <laughs> <laughs> how, large, uh, how large of a nitro setup do you have on there? What are you using? So I've got basically a little two-stage kit. Um, I've got a little 30-jet to school it, uh, and then I've got a 136-jet um, off the big button that I hit just about right out of the hole and take it the rest of the way down the track with it. So Nice. Okay. Okay. You good, Danny, with where we're at right now? Does, hey, does yeah. Tyler make the bar for why we have him on the show? Yes. Thank you for <laughs> clarifying that. That's awesome. Great story. Perfect. Okay. Now let's rewind. Let, let's go back to where we were at here. Okay. So you picked up this 94 Dodge regular cab long bed, two-wheel drive on the side of the road. It's got 150,000 miles. You stole it from somebody. I'm pretty sure you did legitimately steal it at that price. Um you get the truck. It's two-wheel drive. You're one of the first guys to really get started with the two-wheel drive. I would say not common anyways. You know, it's not as big mm-hmm. of a deal, right? Where did you get started in your build? How did this go from what I assume was an all-stock, one-owner truck to a nine-second drag dragster? So, basically, everyone always does it backwards. So, we always like to make power before we build the trans. Um, it, it always shifted good, so I... You know, started building it, um, got a set of 5 by 18 injectors through in there that I got off Comp D uh, from a guy just trying to keep it as cheap as possible, uh, picking up spare parts here and there. Um, ended up blowing the transmission of my 04 and a half Dodge that had the uh, 66 on it, and it wasn't doing me any good at the time, so I ended up throwing it on the, on the 94 Dodge, so it really didn't cost me much there. Um, you know, a little bit of valve springs and then kind of started learning about the, the injection pump, you know, the whole mechanical system and how to figure it out. Did a few modifications here and there, um, air dog fuel system and whatnot. And at the time it was basically, that was it, you know, and I ended up taking it out and just, I bought, it, bought a set of slicks for it, uh, spun basically the entire way down the track on slicks, not knowing any <laughs> suspension setup at, at all running uh i believe it ran like a 12 8 somewhere around there starting out oh wow and uh but it made like 600 and uh 603 horsepower i believe and it that trans lasted three days <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so where are you drag racing at um, uh there in utah what's that where, where are you drag racing at and how far away do you have to drive to get to the track so utah here we've got uh the rmr and it's basically about 10 minutes away now so it's it's real nice and easy to get there. Uh, before that, I was I was still living in northern Idaho, and so I was driving to the the Spokane Raceway. Um, it was about an hour away track for me, so it wasn't bad. I'd drive there, have the slicks in the back, um, basically bolt them on the track, go race, and then bolt the street tires back on and drive home type of deal. Uh, almost every Friday. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, so so that was a pretty modest setup. I mean, 600 horsepower. I mean, definitely nothing to just cough at, but not really drag race material, right? Like not not no, like a dedicated not really. dragster. Not, not like you said, you're swapping tires. Three days. So yeah. <laughs> I ended up that third day. I was actually driving to Boise um, to go see David Ultimate Trans. You know, never knew the guy, never met him before in my life. Just heard good things about him, and was on my way down there. Uh, went to go pass a car, hit the lockup switch, and the converter just basically took a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so limped it, limped it another like 150 miles to Boise. Oh my god! Um, dropped it off to him and said, "I want a full manual valve body. I want to hold about 700 horse, you know, and do your thing." 
and uh, came back from Alaska about three weeks later. He had it all done up for me. I flew down there, picked it up, and drove it home and uh, went to Alligator's first event about a couple days after I picked it up, their first hunting for horsepower. Yeah. Um, and made 709 with it on fuel. Ooh, nice. And uh, so the trans made that much of a difference between stock and just a built trans. Yeah, just what you cool. could actually put down. Uh, so, and then I actually sprayed nitrous on it on our dyno event too, and made about eight eighty seven. If I remember right. Wow. And, that, and it was still single sixty six and instead of injectors. So, <laughs> <laughs> but and that built trans took me from those high twelves uh, down to about a low twelve. Um, got a set of cal tracks for it, messing around with suspension a little bit more. Um, got it down to about 1187, I think, was the best with that setup. Can, can I um, a- ask you something real quick there, Tyler? See. Yeah. Why did you decide to go with the Caltrax instead of, like, a long set of bars, like a set of 55 or 60-inch or whatever they run in for that truck? You know, I just I didn't know much about suspension setups then, you know, and uh, all the sled pullers were using long bars and stuff, and a lot of the drag racers were using a set of Caltrax, um, especially the Duramax guys, so... I, I tried them out, and it actually made a big difference uh, with the axle wrap. Awesome. So just kind of something uh, other people were using in a, in a drag race situation, basically. So Yeah, I've had really good luck with them myself as well. I know there's a few guys around the shop here who have run them. Uh, one of my favorite mm-hmm. uh, big-ass dualies, uh, Tony Giannopoulos' truck, we put them on those, and it was a night and day difference in some of those setups. So once you had once you were preventing axle wrap and you had a steadier axle, What's the next thing you started getting into for your suspension on a two-dig build? Uh, basically, it was I, I was okay with that setup, but just I didn't really know, you know, about anything. Um, I ended up dropping a valve seat one night. Um, it was a stock rebuild head that was already on there when I bought the truck, um, and so I had to basically have to rebuild the motor. Um, I got a job with Diesel Power Products, you know, selling parts and stuff, and really getting into the diesel world then. Um, gosh, probably about four or five years ago, I believe, somewhere right around there. Um, and those guys really helped me out, you know, got me kind of honestly to where I am today with stuff and in the industry. So, um, ended up building the motor, um, got hooked up with BD a little bit, throwing some parts on there and, uh, ended up having a pretty good setup with a single 75, um, our first engine I had, the, the pump actually ran away on me. Uh, first 13 mil pump and <laughs> in town it was kind of a little a hectic situation there nice um yeah so nice. that motor lasted about 38 miles so the the guy that built the pump rebuilt it for me for free one of the plungers was machined wrong so got that done rebuilt the motor again uh for it and ran a ran a 75 and an 80 setup for for quite a while running um you know high to to mid 11s with it and i was still spinning bad so you know after looking at a lot of uh like corvette setups and and stuff like that and how uh, i was talking about a quarter elliptical thinking and i probably went through 500 different setups in my head and ended up coming with just a simple basic setup of basically just doing a spring under so i got a i got a full leaf pack um put a two inch out of leaf in it and basically weld a little spring perch mount under the axle and just put the springs under the axle. And I went from cutting about a 180 to 186, 60 foot. It dropped it all the way down to about a 160. So, I mean, it was, that's all I did. Wow. Just changed that setup from the springs. 
and it was huge. I started running low 11s with it in that setup, and it was it was all night and day. And I was just fuel only back then too. But that that was the biggest suspension thing I did that made more of a difference than you'd even believe. It's just that spring under. That's such a slick idea and so simple to do. I really like, uh, you know, like you said, just the basics of it, looking at other vehicles that face similar challenges as far as power to weight and how to actually get it on the ground. I, I really like pulling that idea and kind of extrapolating that into something that's more practical for us here in the diesel world. Mm-hmm. It's like the fact that uh, he's just a normal dude that uh, is learning how his truck is going to launch the best. You know, he's cut that's some ser- two tenths of a second. On yeah. a sixty foot yeah. time, that's a lot to shave off. That's a it's a night and day difference. Like he said, you know, that's what gets you down into the low elevens, right? And Tyler, we're going to ask you a few more questions about that right after a quick word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Phil Grandinetti, service manager at Calibrated Power Solutions. As you probably know, we install high performance equipment for your diesel truck, twin turbo kits, dual fueler kits, injectors, our stealth turbos our DT750 and DT1000 transmissions. But what you may not know is that our techs can also diagnose and repair most of the systems on your truck, including electrical, starting and charging, AC, brakes, ABS, steering and suspension. So please call us if you're having issues with any of the systems on your truck. We will help you through the process of diagnosing and repairing the problem. You can reach us at 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. All right, and we're back. Uh, here with Tyler Kipp. Thank you so much for joining us. We're talking about your 94 regular cab long bed that went from an all-stock, one-owner kind of mint unit to now running, well, Ripper. ran a 976. Um Right now, at the point in our build, we're, we just talked about getting getting into the suspension, doing a spring under, doing a new leaf pack, uh, got you down into the 160s for your 60-foot. Danny, tell us a little bit about 60-foot times when we're talking about drag racing for our guys that are maybe new to this. I'll tell you what, 60-foot times are what I really like to talk about because that's where you make your money, Paul. I mean... If you're uh, if you're going and you're talking to 1.6, 1.5, 60 foot times, you're talking to a guy that is an enthusiast that knows exactly what he's doing out there, you know. So Tyler, that's that's awesome. You know, just keep it consistent. That's awesome that you live so close to the drag strip because I was similar to that situation where you could just I could walk home if I broke down, you know. So it was uh, <laughs> it was something that you know when you're there and you're so close, it's easy to get to and like you said every friday you were consistent just going to the drag strip just getting it done making passes on the flip side of that though tyler i would like to ask what kind of problems did you run into as you were starting to build through this i know you said at one point you know you had some machining issues and whatnot during the build what broke what went wrong on the track uh so at the track really i i never really honestly had much issues it was all just uh uh, the, let's see. Well, I went down to Bakersfield for a, an NHRDA race, um, with a new setup, a new set of turf compounds to try out, uh, to try to get into the tens. Um, it's basically just, you know, with a, a stock rebuilt motor. I mean, it was including machining the rebuild on the motor was like 1500 bucks. So, and that's pistons, machine work, balancing everything. So it's a really, really cheap rebuild. Hell yeah. Um, and going down to Bakersfield, um, well, it was like a 6682 kit 
and ended up running a, a 1064 at 129, I believe was my best pass down there. Um, I basically stay consistent right around there. Uh, the turbos were really small for the setup. Um, even with an external wastegate, it was the drive pressures were going through the roof and I ended up hot seizing the motor um, at the end of the track on one of the passes. Um, Jared and, and Nick from Bully Dog at the time uh, came in with their razor and towed me back to the trailer. Uh, we jump started the truck because I won and I had to keep racing. I was like, well, you know, I drove 26 hours to get here. I'm not going to stop now. So basically ended up hot seizing the motor four more times during that event. Um, ended up taking third place what? on a basically hot seize motor. Oh, <laughs> so, no. It just kept running consistent and good. You break, know, was, break that down for our guys that are new to this, Tyler. What is a hot seize motor? So basically the, the engine was creating so much pressure in the exhaust manifold. It was creating so much heat that the pistons would swell and actually um, score the side of the wall so much that when the engine didn't have a load on it, it would actually stop rotating and kill the engine. There was so much piston swell in the cylinders. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you ran it, you said, four more times? Yeah, I believe it I believe it was about four times. Um, it, it shut down on me at the end of the track, and it just kept, kept going with it. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you even do? Why, why? I can't believe you ran it four more times like that. I guess at 1500 bucks for a rebuild, you don't mind being on... What motor number four at this point? It sounds like. Do I got the Do I get the count right? Uh, let's see. So, including the stock one, yeah. This will. This is the fourth motor I'm on right now. So, Jesus. Yeah, that's well. It's not that expensive when you have a '94 truck. So that's awesome. So, what are you gonna do to keep the next one together? Well, well, hold on, hold on. Is that is the one that you hot seized the motor four times? That's not the same motor you you ran the 976 on, right? No, no, that's uh, it's the motor I built right after that one, actually. So, again, it's another $1,500 rebuild I did. Um, what goes into it, that $1,500 rebuild? I got to bucks on a rebuild. I want to hear that. It, it just actually it let go on that nine-second pass about the eighth mile, too. Oh, Jesus. It, uh, it was another $1,500 build, basically. Um, it's about a two-year-old motor, I believe, that uh, I've been beating on for the last two years, you know, racing it. At all the entry D events and local events and everything. And uh, it it just kind of kept putting along. You know, it probably went through five or six different turbo setups and, you know, whatever else. And the motor just kept going. So I just stayed with it. Get the fuck out of here. $1,500 motor rebuilds. Okay, walk. what's involved in a $1,500 motor rebuild? And how is that different? Than the guys who spend 15, 20 grand, because that's usually uh, what we hear. Their stuff lasts a lot longer. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I, I, I machined everything. I had the machining done uh, to open up the piston to cylinder gaps a little bit, a little bit more clearance. So when the piston do swell, they try not to stick to the, you know, the cylinders and score everything up so bad. That helps a little bit. Um, I run a, a marine piston. You know, it's it's not even a Molly piston; it's a, like a PDI piston, and they're just they're super cheap. Um, and then just a standard uh, Interstate McBee gasket kit, basically with bearings and and everything else. So it's, I mean, it's bottom of the barrel stuff, <laughs> you know. But it, it it seemed to work, 
so I kind of just stuck with it. So so hold on. so no no studs no girdles no mains I mean when I say studs no head studs no main studs no girdles no I, I mean none of so, the other standard shit that goes into I, I mean much less forged pistons you know I guess for competition trucks or you know super expensive rods or you don't you don't fuck around with any of that. Nah, I haven't. No, I just couldn't afford it, and kind of want to keep everything on a budget. So it's. I mean, they're stock rods. They weren't shop peened. They were just balanced. Um, stock crank that was balanced. Um, an ATI dampener on there to help. And then I had uh, push rods and valve springs. And I had ARP head studs. But it wasn't O-ringed. It wasn't fire-ringed. Just a standard OEM gasket. Um, it was a Cummins gasket. So I spent a little bit of money on one of those. But <laughs> <laughs> other than that, it was like, you know, ARP head studs, um, stock heads basically stock rotating assembly for the most part. Jesus. And that's putting you in the nines. Yeah. <laughs> now, now hold on. You know, now, wait, now walk me through the rest of the truck. made a big difference. Um, I ended up actually short boxing it a few years ago, cut the frame, shortened it up, put fiberglass bed sides on it, you know, gutted the interior, cut the inner uh, fenders out, got the weight down to uh, did a cage. Um, and I had a Holland's performance do all that for me. Um, and they did a really good job with the cage and everything else. And, you know, and he didn't really charge me a whole bunch. And <laughs> so I got off pretty easy right there with everything. What, what do you think that would run somebody normal though? Um, short box and a new set of slicks. I was able to get my 60 foot out about a one, five, six, one, five, four, um, ended up actually pulling a front tire off the ground, the left front at the track, um, uh, a couple months ago here locally. Which, which is a spring under and stock shocks from '94 in the rear. I was, I was pretty happy about. Yeah, hell yeah. Now, now hold on though. To do the short box and the slicks, I, I mean that's a pretty, mm-hmm. that's a pretty big chunk of money to the to the normal person. Do you have a ballpark of what that would like if somebody else was looking in to do that? What the the average person might spend? Yeah. So when I did that, it's they built me a set of twin piping as well. Um, this is right before that Bakersfield race I was telling you about. Um, so the twin piping they built, the, an 850 serted cage, um, the short box, the fiberglass bed sides, the mounting for it. Um, let's see, they did a trans cooler mount, uh, the plexiglass rear window, uh, a seat mount and all that stuff. They basically charged me six grand for it. Oh my God. So in retrospect, it was pretty cheap. See, um, Paul's over here thinking I can sell my boat, I can sell my four wheeler, <laughs> I'll sell my lawnmower. He's he's thinking about it. Fuck yeah, I am. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you start with a thirty two hundred dollar truck, you do a fifteen hundred dollar motor build, you do a six thousand dollar, let's just call it body conversion, right? Because by the time we're done with this, that's that's everything we need to race. Now all we really need is the top end, right? So now now we need injectors, turbos, power. Right? Yep. Exactly. Okay. I'm just glad you got that certified. I mean, you said 8.5 certified for uh, your uh, mm-hmm. roll cage. That, that's my main concern, personally. You get into a truck like that, man, I want to make sure I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Safety. Go safety. Hey, I don't care what you say. I've been at the drag strip many times and seen a lot of things go sour. Danny, I want to know why you didn't bring this truck. This would have won the budget build. We just did that 30k budget bill. We gave somebody 30 grand. He's got a better bill than yours, and he spent less than 15. I have you, there. Danny has given me the meanest look I've ever seen him give. If, <laughs> no. if you hear me, if you hear like 
and then me just crying on the floor. It's because Danny hit me. Um, <laughs> it is a great budget you know, I've build. Got, I've got about a total over about five years, six years of building it. I think I've got a total. I tried adding it up the other day. I think it's right around twenty-five to twenty-seven grand total into the truck. Awesome. You know, and over a five, six-year period, that's it's only like you know about five grand a year. And on so, seven motors, I mean, that's nothing. Uh, and that that includes every engine I've built. That includes the transmission. That includes everything I've ever done to the truck. Every turbo setup I've ran. Every injector setup I've ran. You know, every part and dime I've put into it is basically that setup is is that cost see the difference between my budget build and your budget build the bank gave me 30 grand to do this and i (laughs) i put a little bit down because remember it booked out at twenty two thousand five hundred bucks so i had to put down a little bit of cash for that that was it he put 30 grand out of his pocket now over five years though i mean i mean that's still i mean he still spent less on payments than most of us do mine's running 1090 though um so he's got me there I mean, if I sprayed yeah. it. Oh, his so, oh, two dig, two dig regular cab short bed's always going to be cooler than a, than a four door long bed. Yeah, there's just no question. <laughs> I mean, there's just miles yeah, apart. I mean, that's why on earth you would own one? But that's he's got it purpose built. Mine was set up to drive, pull, race. Don't care. Yeah, you know, his is literally a drag truck. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, now he's just insulting well, you, Tyler. Sure, I'm yeah, not insulting. Quite a while. Um, <laughs> I actually drove it with a single S480 from northern Idaho down to Edge's event in Utah. Um, dynoed it and made about 986 with spray. We ghetto fogged it. Yeah. And I drove it home and I got about 20 miles per gallon average. <laughs> so I couldn't afford to tow it, so I drove it. <laughs> Can you tell her? I want to talk about ghetto fogging, Paul. Can we do that for a second? Yes. So yes. this is a new thing. You know, obviously, it's been out for probably two, three years that I know of. At least. Yeah. But I feel like it's kind of getting more popular again. Can you tell us um, what happens when they ghetto fog your, your truck? So basically, we. We retrofitted about a half-inch ball valve onto a nitrous express bottle. Um, that way we didn't have to turn the knob or anything to basically spray it into the intake is what you're doing and just be force-feeding it, you know, air, more or less. Um, and so we put a half-inch ball valve on it, open the valve all the way, and then when you crack that half-inch ball valve in the intake, you get all the bottle of nitrous all at once. I mean, and you're denying it, it really air. hard and work great. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're replacing all of the oxygen with nitrous oxide, and it is Basically. It, it works great. I love that term. Thank you. <laughs> it's hard to argue results. And how much did it, how much did it bump your horsepower on the dyno when they hit it? So the setup on was making only about 740 on fuel, and that was only about 40 pounds of boost because it was so hard to load an S480 on a 12 valve setup. Um, spray it with nitrous and made about 70 pounds of boost and about 986 horsepower on that old setup. Ooh, that's 246 horsepower. That's a seat of the pants, you know, <laughs> in, in, the, in the flip of a valve, 240 horsepower yep. valve. Yes. In a 12 valve. <laughs> so you have 13 valves <laughs> in this 12 valve. <laughs> got it. Got it. Check. Great budget build. That is unreal. So how are you keeping it together? I want to know. How how did you uh, put it together now he, he to didn't. keep it together? Oh oh oh! I'm sorry. Yeah. Go the good question, Danny. Yeah yeah. So what's what's the plan from here? Uh well, being that I lost the motor eighth mile, basically lost a rod bearing. Rod bearings uh, don't like stock rod bolts, and they stretch it, you know, higher RPM. So 
and it sees the motor a little bit too from all the heat but i'm basically you know i haven't really decided if i'm going to keep it a budget or just kind of do an over budget beater now so i'm, I'm kind <laughs> over of over budget beater <laughs> that's an episode so far um <laughs> i i don't know yet i still might do a stock rod um you know, doing a single turbo and keeping it low boost to try to keep it reliable and try to go for the eights. But that's that's my ultimate goal now is try to go eight seconds on the truck. Um, I just don't know how much money I'm, I want to spend yet. So, yeah. Can you get the bed any shorter? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, what a blast. Oh. What a cool truck, Tyler. I'm, I'm yeah. really, really impressed, man. Very when, cool. When you shot me the original list, so we talked a little bit, uh, Tyler and I, prior to this uh, via Facebook. We were messaging back and forth, and he shot me a list with everything that was done to the truck, and I kind of scuffed. I was kind of like, well, I guess we can't really call it a real-world budget build episode. But holy shit, is it? Like, I, I really yeah. think this is awesome. This is the, the actual practical application of pissing your money away on a hobby. And uh, still being able to use it, yeah. and, and then beating guys that have how eighty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars into their drag truck. Oh God, do you guys get butt hurt about it? Do you guys just <laughs> piss and moan because you just smoked them on half the budget? You know, it's usually not the diesel guys. The diesel guys are pretty, you know, happy for you. Yeah. You know, it's usually the Corvettes and you know, and those guys <laughs> that get really upset at you. And the GTRs when you blow them out of the water, the track they get upset. All the diesel guys are stoked for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, Tyler, I really want to say thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. If people want to get in contact with you and ask you more about your truck and find out more about uh, what you can do to help them, how should they reach out to you? Uh, just hit me up on Facebook. You know, it's probably the easiest thing. I get about 20, 30 messages a day from people, so I try to keep up on those. But, yeah, just shoot me a message on Facebook or you can call me at work at Industrial. I work there now, so. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know the phone number over at Industrial Injection? It is. It's uh, 1-800-955-0476. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me, guys. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email Paul at DuramaxTuner.com or Danny at DuramaxTuner.com. Well, we're here. The Packers are playing the Bears right now. And, uh, you know, I'm just rooting for the Packers today. You have so much Packers gear on. Is it embarrassing to, like, walk out the door with all of that Packers gear on or... Mm, I was born this way, man.